You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, mm-hmm. 97.1, the fan here in Columbus, Ohio. It is Thursday, December 6th. Man, time's Hi. flying by, man. It really is flying by. That means we're getting old. Yeah, we are getting old. You're right about that. The fact that my 10-year high school anniversary is coming oh. up in less than a month or in a month. Oh, my. It's terrifying. Mama. There goes that man. Ten or there years, goes that time, Maddie. I should be saying. Ten years. Yeah, so what, you class of 2009 then? Yeah, 09, baby. Mm. 09. The first Old class um, to go all the way from Lakeview Junior High from seventh grade through Pickerington North when this both schools just opened. So, no, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see all the how everybody's doing. You know, you know, everybody's going to walk in there and judge each other based of off appearance and of course. how they're looking now and who they're with and all that good stuff. I'm just going to go and have a good time. I could care less what other people think. But, no, it's crazy, man. Where did the time go? I don't know. I remember when I first got my license, pushing around my little Saturn with the tinted windows, blowing out my speakers <laughs> and doing all that stuff. Hey, man, I'm with you there. Driving up to Gahanna just to go to Canes. That was before they had a Canes and Pickery. Yeah, just, just driving anywhere to go anywhere. anywhere. You just get to get the, out you, the house. Yeah, you get those keys, man. And I think that's the first sign of freedom for a young man, a young lady, whatever. Uh, you get your first car. I mean, that is the ultimate sign of freedom because truly, I know that you're still under your parents' rule and everything like that. No but doubt. seriously, if you wanted to... And now there would be some repercussions, and I'm not sure how many 16, 17, 18-year-olds can afford to do this. You could say, screw it. I'm going to drive out to California. You really could (laughs) if you wanted to. I mean, I never did. Like the far I grew up in Dayton, and the farthest I ever drove for like anything, just on like a nice little ride, Mm -hmm. I you know, took a nice little 20, 25-minute drive up to Beaver Creek and then flip back around. You felt like a grown man. Of course. You felt like a grown man. Just because I can't. Because you could, yeah. And that's exactly what I used to do too. But no, I used to push my little Saturn around Pickerington. All day long, and I loved that car, man. It had the tinted windows. I felt like Are a boss. Are you two-door? Two it was four-door. a four-door. It right. was a four-door. So Are we I talking had... about one of those tiny little Saturns? Yeah, yeah. I had the whole gang in there, too. You know, <laughs> Five, three people, people in the back were blowing out the speakers, <laughs> playing all that music. It was a good time. But no, it's bananas. I love it. Uh, to think about that, yeah, 10 years is up here, man. It's absolutely nuts. All right, so here's what we'll get into today. We got a, we had a Buckeye Hoops game last night up in Chi-Town and United Center. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. We'll play some Ryan Day in the second block. Then we got some interesting recruiting stuff uh, involving one of the prize possessions in um, next year's the class. Prize yeah, possession. the prize possession, Garrett Wilson in next year's class. But let's get into what we saw last night, Beam. I mean, it got dicey late. It was dicey early, and then it got diceier late because they were yeah. trying to give this game to sure. Illinois with all those turnovers, especially late in those last few possessions. But Chris Holtman's teams, man, they somehow, some way, they get it done. I mean, and for this coaching staff. To have the ability to make the adjustments that they did in another game after half was really, really impressive to me. But we got to go to the OG with the great beard because he was the player of the game. Keyshawn sure. Woods, man, 32 minutes off the mm. bench, off the bench, uh, second most minutes on the team last night. This is why Chris Holtman and this staff went out and got a guy like this because when you got to replace a guy like KBD, uh, Katie Bates D up, you're going to need somebody to fill it up. And I know he didn't. I don't think he scored a single point in the game over the weekend, right? No, against Minnesota, he yeah. didn't score a single point. They still handled them fairly well, really well actually. And you get this guy on the road, not a tough environment because it wasn't a lot of fans in the stands, but uh, Illinois that thing wasn't packed. It at wasn't all. packed, but you could tell Illinois fans were definitely well represented in there in the lower bowl. 
Um, but man, I, you can't speak enough about how crucial he was yesterday, just knocking down buckets five for five from the free throw line and six for ten from the field. Eighteen points, man. That's what you need all day from the OG, Ben. Yeah, it was a guy coming in this year, Matt. He was a grad transfer that I think you knew was going to be something, you know, kind of in that, um, you know. He would be more than Andrew Dockage was last year. And listen, Andrew Dockage, I think, was a fantastic player. He was a fantastic grad transfer here for Ohio State. He had that little three or four game run last year where you were like, man, this kid can really play. You know, it was. Uh, and so I just think that you look back to last year and I think that Dockage was a was a good player, was a great team player, was kind of that floor general out there. Uh, but Keyshawn Woods, with that being said, I think is definitely he's more of a talent. Then that's absolutely no slight to Andrew Dockage, oh. but he's 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 way more talented uh, than Andrew Dockage is, and he does he gives you that calm, cool, collective feeling on the floor whenever Keyshawn Woods is out there, yeah. and that nothing bad is going to happen. Right. Listen, you get C.J. Jackson. Sometimes he plays out of his mind. Sometimes mm-hmm. he turns the ball over. He can't make a shot. And now credit to him. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I forget what game it was. Is the Cincinnati game? Is the Creighton game? Something where the Creighton game? Yeah, it was the, the late Creighton floater. game. Yeah, the late floater, and he's he hadn't scored a point yep. all night. He comes back, he scores five points in a row for Ohio State to seal that sucker up. So that's what you're going to get with C.J. Jackson. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get elite play. Sometimes you're going to get head-scratching play. And so when you bring a guy in like Keyshawn Woods, and I think it's huge for Chris Holtman to have a guy like that on this yep. team, a grad transfer who's seen every aspect of college basketball from year to year uh, at his time. So watching him play I think is going to not only help this team this year, Matty, yeah. but teaching guys – like Dwayne Washington, mm-hmm. teaching guys like Luther Muhammad how to be smart about play because Luther and Dwayne are still raw. The talent is there. No doubt. You know, the fact that Luther Muhammad came back in the game and last played night. played with one arm. Played with one arm <laughs> seven days after right, dislocating right. his shoulder against Syracuse. That guy comes back. But to have a guy like Keyshawn Woods around this basketball Special, team yep. and being able to really, you know, m- mold those minds of the young players and still being able to give you that uh, and then not have the drama with it too because you know some guys come over as grad transfers and they say listen you know I got two freshmen here who's starting as guards mm-hmm. I got Washington coming in uh, after Luther I got Luther coming in man why am I not starting you need someone like that to right, come right, off right. the bench to play such an important role you know especially if there's foul trouble if Andre gets in foul trouble Caleb gets in foul trouble right. you got to go to small ball big ball whatever a guy like that who can pick and choose his targets and be smart with the basketball is huge. And, yeah. and he delivered in a big big way last Here's night. Here's Chris Holtman on uh, Keyshawn's night. He steadied us. He steadies us so much in these types of situations. He just steadies our team. He makes good decisions. He um, makes the right play at the right time most times. And um, he's not super elusive, but he understands that. Yeah, he's just a crafty vet, man. He is a crafty he's vet. He's a crafty a vet, and, and this is definitely what Chris Holtman and this team needed because of what you just laid out, Bean, because we knew, like you said, Dwayne Washington, Luther Muhammad, how talented these guys are and will be in the future, but you needed a guy like this because the hole that was left last year from sure. KBD was massive, right? And this is Jay why Shantay, Jay Shantay, massive. Yeah. All those guys that have been veteran guys, uh, especially KBD, though, because he was 20 a night. Oh, I mean, yeah. 20 a night last year, that's every so hard. Every bit of 20 a night. Every bit of 20 a night. He was, almost, he was really unguarded. Last year, he was absolutely a monster. So, Musa Jallo, though, how about him? Yeah. 24, 24 minutes, three of six from the field, one of two from deep, 11 points. That's what you need. Because this guy honestly hasn't been um, that great on the offensive end. I think his, his specialty is more on the defensive side of the ball. But to see this has to be really encouraging. Here's the head coach on him. He's been really good for us. And in a game like this where, you know, you need athletes and guys that can move and have versatility, he was really critical for us. 
No doubt. And here's the thing that I'm starting to notice. I know you're seeing the same thing. And actually, we talked about this when we went to the game last week together, um, the Syracuse game last Wednesday. Teams are going small to take out Caleb yeah. Wesson. Yeah, they are. And the good thing here is that Caleb Wesson, he was fine yesterday. He was he was solid, he was rock solid, thirteen points, seven rebounds. You'll take that all day long in twenty two minutes. But the thing is, this this team has the ability to play either way, right? Yeah. So when they see a big, Caleb can do his thing, right? There's a seven. Kyle Young guy. can do his thing. Kyle Young could do his thing, but they can also go small and they can go forward and guard heavy, and that's going to be so valuable moving forward because teams won't know they won't just have one game plan to eliminate the Buckeyes or slow down the Buckeyes when you take Caleb Wesson out of the game. So that's really encouraging to me, and that just all goes back to coaching. That all goes back to coaching and them being able to X and O this thing in a successful way and get their guys in the right spot because when you can do that, that's when you can really look at being, hey, maybe we can win a Big Ten title. Maybe we can surprise some people and win a couple games in the NCAA tournament because you're just a not – you're not one-dimensional, and that to me is so valuable. And if guys like this are going to contribute, Keyshawn Woods, even Dwayne Washington chipping in nine points yesterday on four of eight shooting, if you're going to get those contributions and you don't have to lean on CJ and Caleb every single night, look – Andre Wilson had a quiet night. He only had four points. He only took two yeah. shots. But that's okay because other guys chipped in. That, to me, is going to be so big for this team moving forward. And that's why they're ranked in the top 25. And that's why you got to have faith if you're a Buckeye fan or Chris Holtman in the staff. Like the most the surprising thing um, you know, that I've seen out of Ohio State this year, Maddie, has really been, you know, we knew that Caleb was going to be the guy on this team. But I think... He just he leaves you wanting for more. I you agree. Know, you know, because he gets his back to the basket. He gets in there so deep, and then he's trying to play like a finesse Euro player, man. Get your big body and get that shoulder, get your ass cats. into somebody. Yes. You know, move some people I out agree. of the way. You're six foot ten. You're two hundred and what? Two hundred and forty five, two hundred and fifty pounds. Range. He's yep. slimmed down a bunch. He should be more agile. He should be more powerful. I and I think like I mean I am I'm not trying to criticize Caleb here because I think he is a, a good he's a great player yeah. here at Ohio State, but I think he could be so much better with that temple that he's been given. Yeah. It's just get in there, man. Use that shoulder, be nasty, be be mm-hmm. dirty, you know, call Sullinger up. Call Jared up and Whoever. say, hey, man, or, how, how did you do this? How about this? The guy that's in the building sure. every day, Greg Oden, right. number one overall draft pick. I, I am with you 100%, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now that are wanting more from him because you know it's in there. You see it in flashes, but the aggressiveness right now doesn't seem uh, to be there at all times. I'm not saying we're not saying that this guy's a finesse player 24 right. 7. We're saying that there's spurts where we see it. So when we know it's in there. You got to bring it out of him at all times. Like we talk about Benjamin, Benjamin Victor, right? A physical specimen that yeah. flashes, but he uh, he doesn't always do it. And we saw it in the Syracuse game a little bit because yeah. he was getting frustrated. There weren't calls. And what happened? He went to playing physical. So they got to find a way to light a fire under him because I'm with you man you said that temple that's a perfect word i mean that's a gift man that a lot of dudes don't have sure. to you be and i to, we're not gifted we're with not that. gifted that way not even close so for yep. him to be able to body cats like that at a division one level he should be able to do that a lot more so solid win for them beam anything else you want to hit from the game anybody else you were really impressed with before we break i was impressed with the fraser kid from illinois i think he uh, he had a great game he made his first three-pointer in the last two games for mm-hmm. illinois but how about this it's their worst start to a season in 111 Years two and seven, bro. 111 years for Illinois basketball. I am shocked yeah. 
that that program has gone down the drain. You flip back the clocks, Maddie, 10 years. Oh, I mean, that is a constant the D. Brown top team. four, top five team oh, in the Big Ten every single year. No and now they're towards the bottom. Man. I don't know what happened with Illinois basketball, but you're telling me it's their worst start in 100-plus years. I mean, that's mind-boggling ba- to me. It is crazy, and you saw the moment at the end where Frazier goes down, goes yeah. up to the oh, rim. Oh, that was scary. Falls on his yeah, back. You don't know if it's the hip, it's the back. He falls up. Can't put any I mean, weight was, on yeah, it. Yeah, he was in pain. A lot of pain. You could hear yeah. him screaming there. And look, you look if you ever play basketball on a wood floor, like the I can't I can't remember who's calling the game last night, but he mentioned, man, when your legs go above your head, it is all hope is lost at that moment because right. it's a scary thing when you know your body's going to take a blow like that. Then he came back. That was encouraging to see. But yeah, I was impressed too, Beam. 18 points from him last night. He was an absolute baller. I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the games. You need to watch the games. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month, ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back in a second here from the new head coach of the Ohio State football team. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so we said we got a little recruiting bite for you. We'll play that in the last segment, but uh, here's some Ryan Day on just talking about taking on this new challenge. Uh, first, very humble uh, to be re, you know, taking over for Coach Meyer and what he's done here. But, um, you know, the, the footprint that he's left here and the, and the infrastructure is strong. And knowing that and being here for two years and seeing exactly how it's been done uh, gives me great confidence. Also, uh, walking in those shoes during the beginning of the year, uh, during that time, um, you know, took a took a step away from just um, you know working with the offense and the X's and O's, and, and then um, you know took a wider step back and looked at the, the leadership role of what it means to be the head coach at Ohio State and understand, uh, like Gene spoke of, you know, everybody that comes under your your wings there, and um, so have walked in those shoes, uh, had a, had a chance to experience that, and and uh, so I'm excited and confident about it. See, to me, that's going to be the most intriguing part in my mind. Being my opinion is that how he handles the stuff outside of the X and O's, because you know how how valuable those real life Wednesdays were that Urban created. Sure. Um, they always do a bit of like a kind of a job fair towards yeah. the end of the year oh, yeah. or right before the beginning of the year. I'm sure he'll maintain some of those things, but just seeing him put his own footprint, his own stamp on this program in a different way outside of football is going to be something that I can't wait to see him do because um, clearly he's never done this, right? He's never been a head coach right. of a college program, and now he's taken over one of the pillars in college football, that being Ohio State, and that's going to be really fun for me to monitor because I don't. Like I said yesterday, I'm not worried about this cat, what he's going to do X and O wise. It's going to be how he puts his own brand on this program. And obviously the message that he relayed to Gene, the things that he learned from Urban, both those guys felt really good um, about handing the keys to him. And so that's encouraging to see. But Beam, that's something that I'm really intrigued by is how what he's going to do outside of the football stuff, because Urban has made such a big impact on the city and nationally that on things that really don't have to do with football. So uh, that's where I'm at with this, man. I, I just think when you get this guy in the lab, what he's going to do with quarterbacks, you're not going to be able to question that. I'm not saying you're going to be able to question the stuff he does outside of it. We just don't know yet because Urban brought so many different things from Florida to Ohio State. What will Ryan Day be able to do? Yeah, for me, Maddie, going back to your point of what he's going to bring, not on the football field, you know, I think that 
you know, obviously he's learned from Urban Meyer. He's learned from this guy for the past two years while he's been on staff here at Ohio State. And so, you know, I think that those real-life Wednesday things, I think that, that that's going to stay, you know, doing those internships, uh, you know, mission trips and everything that these guys go on. I think that that's going to stay, but I think the, the biggest thing to me is that for seven years under Urban Meyer, you've always had this quarterback run mentality, right? QB run mentality. Right. We're going to dual threat you to death. And now listen, that kind of went away this year with Dwayne Haskins, but that's because he's a prototypical pocket passer. You know what he brings. And so for me, like there's no doubt about it that Urban Meyer was an offensive genius. He revolutionized the way that college uh, football is played with, you know, kind of the RPO style no game with the quarterback run, with the H back, with the wing backs, yep. everything like that. And so what can Ryan Day learn from Urban Meyer in this next month, and I'm sure he's learned it, obviously, in the last two years. Yep. But once Urban steps foot out of that building, mm-hmm. you know, we get to January 2nd. Mm-hmm. Once he gets out of that building, that's Ryan Day's team, no all right? Doubt. Now, every single step you take is going to make a footprint forward for you going ahead as the head football coach of Ohio State. Now, obviously, you want to keep um, the traditions that Urban has brought around, but you also want to instill something new. So, for me, I think... The biggest thing that I'm kind of looking forward to uh, or am anxious to see is going to be how the quarterback play is affected at Ohio State. Are we going to see a Dwayne Haskins prototypical pro-style drop-back cannon arm kind of a presence now with Ohio State offense? Or are we going to go back to the dual threat Tate Martell, Braxton Miller, JT Barrett kind of an offense? And I think that's the biggest question that I have moving forward is because, you know, it takes a cycle of recruits to to say, all right, this guy can run our offense. You know, these offensive tackles, let's get them outside of the box. They can pull, they can move. They're big, fast, physical. Mm -hmm. You know, if you start to run this style of offense where it's going to be some under center, some shotgun, where we're going to create this pocket around, that not only dictates the style of people that you need, but that dictates the style of recruiting, who you're looking after. You know, are you going to get – these twitchy wide receivers. Are you going to get a Paris Campbell type, mm-hmm. a, a Terry McLaurin type, a Johnny Dixon type that maybe aren't the biggest dudes in the world, right. but they're so twitchy and fast that they can kill you on basically any play? Or are you going to go get 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", Ben Victors? Michael Thomas's other the Are world. you going to yep. go and get these big extend-em-out receivers, no pos- big possession types? Yeah. And so I think there are so many questions to get into, but I think the biggest one for me is just that now that Urban Meyer is out of the system, when we saw it, the fact that Dwayne Haskins, I think, ran the ball, what, two times in the first three games with uh, D- with Urban Meyer on the sidelines, it's what is your offense going to look like? Yeah, it's huge. That's a great question. And I think another thing that I'm really going to focus on outside, when that, bowl, when that clock hits triple zeros at the end of the Rose Bowl, obviously everyone's attention, mine included, probably yours, will go to what Dwayne's going to do, and they're yeah. probably going to be asking him in the locker room immediately after the game. But right after that, it's going to be, what is the staff going to look like? Sure. What is the staff going to look of like? Of course. Because that's going to be a big thing, and Ryan Day addressed that at the pressure the other day. Uh, we're so busy right now, um, and everything's happened you know, in the, in the last 48 hours very fast, but guys are on the road recruiting, and this is a big time for us recruiting with the early signing day. Uh, we're getting ready for the bowl game, and so that's really the focus right now. And uh, like every year at the end of the bowl game, we'll go through and evaluate everything. Look, we don't need to go through the names right now. We know there's some guys out there that a lot of Buckeye fans have not been happy with, mainly sure. this year. Um, so we'll see what happens. But this is his ship now. 
This is what he wants to do. Guys, now, I've been in your seat before. Trust me. This is my ship now. Exactly. Shout out Hugh Jackson. Shout, Shout out, out to Hard Hugh Knox. Jackson. We saw how that ended when he threw that out there. <laughs> but no, but that to me is going to be also the big thing. Outside yeah. of what you oh, said, yeah. Dwayne Haskins, what he's going to do, I think we all know what's going to happen. But is yep. the coaching staff going to be the exact same on both sides of the ball? Right? Let's be real about it. What's going to happen there? So um, that's going to be my my third thing probably after the two things that we just talked about is this staff because let's face it, man, when you got guys that are making seven hundred not to nine hundred grand and in some cases a million bucks a year, you better make sure those guys are rock solid. Now there's guys that Urban has brought in that he wanted. Now does Ryan Day want those guys? Sure. Those are going to be some tough conversations, some man to man, some eye to eye conversations that you're going to have with people, and that's why you get paid four and a half million dollars right now to be the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes because you have to get in those offices and really, really go with your gut and go with what you think is right. Because like we just said, it's his ship. He's got to drive this thing up to the shore, up to the sunny beaches of wherever you want to be. So Ryan Day, the pressure's on him now. The pressure is on him. No doubt. But I think he's going to be able to hand it. But no doubt, he's got some tough, tough choices coming up here in about a month and a half. Well, especially, too, is because Urban Meyer has always been a guy to put elite coaches around him. You know, you look at that. You look at Alabama. You look at Clemson. uh, And really what sets them apart, Matty, from any other team is that they all have head coaches on their teams. They've got coaches that are position coaches and coordinators with head coaching experiences. And so, for me, looking at this coaching staff, you're going to have to say to yourself, do I want the same people around me? Now, obviously, we talked about Mickey Marotti's coming back, Mark Pantone's coming back, Ryan Stamper, kind of the backbones of your coaching staff. Those guys are all coming back. But when you get down to the finite X's and O's, you know, like let's say if his mentality doesn't line up with the linebacker's coach mentality, well then, you know, it's just it gets down to that nitty-gritty that, listen, guys, I know that Urban had a mentality and he wanted to do this, but I think we can be better in these areas. Now I'm going to do this. I'm going to start teaching different techniques. I'm going to start doing X, Y, and Z differently. And so you're right. I mean, it's going to be so interesting to follow this offseason, new coaches coming in, coaches going out, because it's going to happen. Of course, I mean, right. It's, he's going to appoint his staff. Yep. It's going to happen. Now, you know, guys who I think that are um, would would be decently safe, I think Brian Hartline has done a phenomenal job this year. Yep. I think that that guy is going to be safe. I think Greg Stadrawa, uh, offensive line coach, is going to be good. you got Alex Grinch and Tabor Johnson. I think they're fine. They're young and upcoming names in college football. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be good. Larry Johnson, of course, I mean, shout out Don't to him. Don't even think about him. Yeah, yeah, legend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not going to go anywhere. Um, but, you know, all these different guys on the coaching staff, I'm sure it's just human nature, man. Anytime that there's a change in bosses or a change in leadership at the top, like, you got to be nervous for your job. No it's doubt. just, it's absolutely human nature to be nervous about that at the end of the year. So that'll be something fun to watch and uh, really have a whole new identity for Ohio State Buckeyes version of 2019. Maddie, let me tell you about our friends over at Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game, you need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way for you to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac 12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. There are no uses channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and the best part about Sling TV is that you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and you can get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners, if you're listening to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast right now, you can get your seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. This is Locked on Buckeyes. Your team every day. All right, so we got a few minutes here before we get out of here on a Thursday. And look, Garrett Wilson, five-star wide receiver out of the He's state the of Texas. He's the next great one, man. Um, yeah, no, I really think so, too. So you're talking about next year pairing him with Chris Olave. 
and Austin Mack. Ben Victor. Ben Victor's coming back. Hopefully. Jeremy Rucker. He'll, what's I mean, he going to do with the tight end position? There's going to be Farrell. weapons. Yeah. You got J.K. Dobbins. There's not going to be a shortage of weapons offensively for the Buckeyes next year. That's also an encouraging thing that Ryan Day will have some momentum X and O wise and personnel wise uh, to really get off to a good start. You look at the schedule next year. It's not that really terrifying. If you will, you have you know it's not scary. Sure, it's not scary. So five star uh, Garrett Wilson was asked by TMZ, so we'll credit them for this sound about how the recruitment process has gone um, since Urban Myers left. Here's his answer: Have people tried to poach you now? Uh, how has your recruiting changed, at least from people approaching you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of coaches that you know hit me up uh, after that was announced. Obviously, so I mean, they uh, sadly, I mean, that's that's sometimes how it goes. You know, they they see that happens and they they want to take advantage of it, but. I mean that's the way way it goes. I was expecting it, but I mean yeah, there was there were probably about five or six coaches that hit me up um, just to see where my mind was at and what I was going to do. Are we talking head coaches? Or are we talking you know assistants? Yeah, yeah, head coaches. Uh, so I mean, coach uh, at Oregon, coach Morris at Arkansas hit me up. Talked to coach Riley, um, Oklahoma, um, then a few assistant coaches. Uh, Notre Dame coach Alexander, he's a receiver coach in Notre Dame. Is there anything that could sway you at this point? I mean, now the head coach seems in place. Urban seems to be at least still part of it. Is is there anything that could change in 17 days that, that, that could do this, or are you 100% done? No, I mean, if Coach Day is going to be the head coach, you know, I'm 100% done. I, I mean, I trust in him. I love him. And, you know, I love that program. I love that university and the fan base that comes with it, you know. So uh, if Coach Day is going to be leading the team, you know, I'm going be, to be there right beside him. So there you go. I mean, if that should 100% make you feel committed. That, I love Coach Day. That should make you feel really good. Now, I know there's been some decommitments. There's some other guys. Paris Johnson Jr., the kid from Cincinnati, St. Xavier, is going to take a visit up to Ohio State, I believe, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Big time offensive lineman. Huge offensive lineman. So, look, this is what we talked about yesterday. It's not a Ryan Day thing. It's that these commit, these uh, some kids commit to Urban Meyer, and they don't know what Ryan Day is going to bring to the table yet. Sure. You have to respect that and put yourself in their shoes. But you get a prize possession like this, and like you said, the prize possession of next year's recruiting class and what he's going to be able to probably come in and do immediately. You look at Chris Olave, what he's done. Look, Garen Wilson probably will be stepping on campus and making some noise early next fall. So I would fully expect him to stick by his word because of what you just heard there at the end, that he's all in with Ryan Day. He believes in what he's going to be able to do. This is a special, special talent being in Buckeye fans. should feel really good about what they heard because we really think, I think, and you think too, this cat's going to come on campus next year and make some real noise. Especially too, Matty, I think that when you're a big-time you know, running back commit or you're an offensive lineman, quarterback, wide receiver, whatever on the offense, you have an offensive coach coming in here, and you know that that philosophy of scoring points is not going to change. And so when you're an elite receiver, you're an elite four- or five-star guy like Garrett Wilson is, is that I think that makes that decision that much easier for you. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, who knows? Because, like we said, who knows the Ryan Day's attitude? Who right. knows what coaches are going to be around from the defensive side of the ball? Now, I think offense will be fine because I think that he likes his staff here. Now, obviously, time will tell on that, but uh, I think that offensively, you're more than likely to keep your players around yep. just because of the entire um, the continuity. The, yeah, the continuity process. Now, I know that they ro- lost the uh, other Ray brother. Uh, Jack Ray. Yeah, they lost him, yep. and I know that you know he was an offensive sure. lineman. Uh, but you know, it, it just comes with the territory. Like you said, some people are here to play for Urban Meyer. Yep. Some people are here to put on the scarlet and gray. That's so uh, the fact that Garrett Wilson says he's 100% committed, though, is probably the biggest news outside of the appointment yeah. of Ryan Day and the retiring of Urban Meyer. I think that has to make Ohio State fans smile. And they should be smiling. We're smiling because while we were doing the podcast, we got a food drop off here. Yeah, baby. So we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Friday, one day closer to the Rose Bowl. Good times, man. It's cold in here. 
Let's it's get, cold. Hey, I walked outside this morning and I was shook a little bit. This ain't it, Chief. No, this, this ain't it, no, Chief. It's not. Like I walked outside this morning and I was like, "Damn, yeah, it's here. This Winter sucks. is coming." But what is it? Is the Locked On Buckeyes podcast and all you listeners for rocking out with us for a whole season. Continue to listen. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for everything. Peace.